What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and this is another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We have another day of spoilers, and this is the show where we look at a random magic card most days and talk about it for way too long. But during spoiler season, we eschew the randomness and instead drill in on at least one sometimes two if i'm feeling saucy uh cards from the new set that they're spoiler spoiling that they're spoiling uh so let's dive into it and as always the show is completely unscripted and unedited uh so today we are looking at force of will and yes i know there was a card game called force of will that came out in the last few years as well that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a card that is a counterspell for five that is easily the most expensive counterspell on the market today. Um, because it, the truth is, it's not, it, it doesn't cost five. The converted mana cost on the card is five. However, you may pay one life and exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. And it is a hard counterspell. The, the effect is counter target spell. Doesn't matter what it is, it's just gone. And you can tap out for this. You can also play this card on your opponent's first turn, even if you haven't played yet. That's how good this thing is. That's how fast it is. And in every format where it's legal, players need to be aware of it and need to be careful of it. And for that, it's 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 just great. This is arguably the single best counter spell ever printed. And it's in Double Masters. They're bringing it here. And so this is telling me a couple of things, and I find it really, really fascinating. If you gave me a list of cards that, like, if you asked me, what card do you think is never going to see a reprint in the foreseeable future? I absolutely would have said Force of Will, 100%. Well, that and Fetch Lands, but that's a whole other story. And that's ultimately what I find most, most fascinating about this. Um, currently, every single printing of this card is floating around $100. And with the original Alliance printing going for, if I'm not mistaken, it's around like $150, $200, something like that. If you have a good condition Alliance Alliance's Force of Will, holy cow. Not to mention, this is actually some really uh, just vintage Therese Nielsen art from very early on in her career. So that's also just highly sought after for a number of different reasons. You know, it's a very important card on a lot of different metrics. But at the end of the day, it's an incredibly powerful spell that has become a staple in Legacy. Um, Legacy and Vintage, from what I understand. Because it's the fastest counterspell in, in the business. It doesn't get faster than this. And as a result, it's a staple in those formats. If you're running blue, you're expected to run this. Um, and if nothing else, you're expected to have this, at least in your sideboard, as an option if you're going up against a combo deck that has an opportunity to fire off early. Because there are a number of decks, as I understand it. Now, full disclosure, I am not a legacy player. So I may be... You know, I know th there's this reputation that Legacy and Vintage are these lands of, like, turn one combos, and if you don't hit that, you're just doomed. And the truth is, um, you know, I've watched, like, some streamers play Legacy, and I've seen some gameplay out there, and it doesn't seem quite that bad most of the time. While those combos and things are available, it's possible, and you have to be aware of it. Um, it's not every game. So Force of Will, being an answer to those things, is important. It's very good. Um, it's the reason that Duress and Thoughtseize are also in that meta, so that people who have those crazy combo decks can strip it out of your hand if you have it. Um, but it, it's it's an important piece 
it's it's an important piece, and there are certain matchups where if you don't have it, you don't get to play the game because your opponent is going to go off faster than you, and that's just how it goes. If you're playing Control in Legacy, you need Force of Will, and as a result, anybody who wants to play in those formats have to pony up a really hefty chunk of change to get their hands on these. So the fact that they're reprinting it, excellent. Not only are they reprinting it, so they're reprinting it with the standard art that we saw with... Um, in some more recent uh, Master sets as well. I believe it was Eternal Masters where that was, it was last printed in. I could be mistaken. That could have been Ultimate. Anyway, um, but it was recently printed in another Masters edition not not too long ago. Um, also with art by Therese Nielsen, a, uh, a you know more experienced Therese Nielsen. Um, and that artwork actually is also depicted on the Double Masters printing. They use that same, that same printing, um, which is great, that, that same artwork. However... Not only are they giving us a mythic rare edition of Force of Will, but they are also giving us a alternate art borderless Force of Will in this in this showcase style. And that is just truly fantastic cuz this card alone is comfortably 100 to 150 dollars and this showcase version especially because the the other force there is another showcase force of will out there and it was an amonkhet masterpiece um or amonkhet invocation and it is a unique style and if you want to see some more on the invocations actually uh there's an invocation cryptic command that we did on this show a while back um if you're on the youtube that that link should be appearing here shortly um if it's not right right there right now somewhere in, in here I think anyway I'm sure that's great on the on the audio so sorry for all you podcast listeners out there so there was an invocation version of this and that invocation is easily like one of the most expensive copies that you can get your hands on because it was a limited run it's special but that said it has the Amonkhet invocation border which is kind of polarizing there are a lot of people who don't really like that card frame but the fact that it's rare makes it valuable and so this particular Force of Will, not only is it going to be a limited special print run, but the art done by Scott M. Fisher is gorgeous. So, Scott M. Fisher, if you're out there right now, kudos. You nailed it. It just looks fantastic. And um, it looks... So, it's a it's a mage clearly wielding some kind of water, um, water spout around into... The, they appear to be holding uh, a sword... Of some kind or perhaps rigging on a ship actually yeah it looks like it's funny when you first look at the image all you see is this mage um wielding this like big water spout clearly aiming at some or about to like it looks like they're channeling this big spout of water um and they're going to be flinging it to something just off off the frame um and then when you look closely you realize like as i'm looking at the uh the artwork in the background, as well as um, some details that are more or less hidden behind the text box, it appears as though this particular wizard is actually hanging from the mast of a ship, um, as though they're up by the crow's nest and are hanging on as they're channeling this this watery force. Um, or actually, perhaps they're yeah they're clearly deflecting something. It's yeah, it's it, really interesting piece like I can actually just sit here and stare at this piece of art for quite some time and the fact that this piece of art that is this evocative that has this level level of depth in it is what we have on what is already an incredibly powerful card that is going to be a special limited run this thing 
in five years, this card is going to be worth a grand. Okay, maybe that's a little bit extreme. Maybe that's a little bit hyperbolic, but it's going to be worth a lot. There's no question about that. If magic cards as a whole entity retain value, this thing is going to be insanely popular. And I don't, I don't think magic cards are going anywhere for the record, but that's the only situation in which I can see this thing tanking is if magic as a whole tanks, because this thing has every single element going for it. Commander players want to get their hands on this. Legacy players want to get their hands on this. Vintage players want to get their hands on this. Um, modern and standard players will want to get their hands on it, but it's not legal in those formats. But they're gonna they're gonna pine over it because it's just so freaking good. Yeah, and I love the fact that this is here. Like, it's it's funny. Like between this Karn and Jace, like looking at double masters and looking at the cards that they're bringing into this format it's funny because you see the vip boosters and you see these incredibly expensive products um and the truth is like like i said in the previous video there is definitely that kind of high low aspect you know there is the uh, you know you could spend a hundred dollars on a vip booster and completely crap out on it but there's a chance that you're gonna get this thing in there that's insane so yes it's a big old gamble but holy cow can this thing pay off and so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the folks at Wizards are like, yes, they're worth $100. Yes, those are the, that's where you get the cosmetic version. But to be honest, there are some of these boxes that we're going to be giving away at that price. Um, which is insane, because at the end of the day, this is still just a strip of cardboard. Never forget that, guys. This is a strip of cardboard in a game. Um, and it's worth, this is going to be worth hundreds of dollars. I'm calling it now, within three or four years, unless they reprint Force of Will into the ground, which... I have to be honest, I kind of hope they do, because seeing them reprint Force of Will is, you could interpret it as a statement that they want some of those older formats to be accessible again, because the biggest challenge that people have trying to get into Legacy and trying to get into Vintage is access to the cards, because a lot of the cards are older, a lot of the cards have limited print runs. And as a result, they're just incredibly expensive and the demand is just very, very high. So if I want to get into a competitive legacy, um, you know, if I want to get a competitive legacy deck, I need to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on it. Like, it's insane. The A budget list in legacy is around $300. That is the cheapest you can get um, if you want to get into that format and have anything that might work. So the fact that they're reprinting Force of Will, albeit in their most expensive product, but still, it is being reprinted. It's here. They are bringing it back. So to see Force of Will and Jace, you know, these are very playable cards. These are very accessible cards in those older formats. And so as someone who doesn't have access to those cards, as someone who doesn't have access to those formats, I'm now seeing maybe... This is an indication that Wizards is finally going to start cashing in on some of that reprint equity and start putting those cards out there and make them more accessible and make them more, um, yeah, just more achievable. I mean, heck, Ugin the Spirit Dragon in M21, while that is cruising its way through standard, the truth is that was a card that was at least $100 that is now all of a sudden accessible to people picking up packs at Walmart. You know, that is... That, that's important. That's special. That's something to keep in mind. These older cards are starting to, like, they're, they're coming back. Um, now, is, are they coming back fast enough and at in an accessible enough way? That's arguable. Um, that's very arguable. But 
we might get there. We might get there. They may actually be reprinting things at a volume that we might actually see the tides shift and we might see some more momentum into those older formats because the hype is there. Otherwise, Force of Will wouldn't cost $100. If nobody wanted to play in that format, nobody would want this card and nobody would be willing to spend $400 on a place out of them. But people are willing to spend that. That is what the market dictates that little strip of cardboard is worth. That means the hype is there. In this, in this particular instance, it's, you know, it, because it is the play, it is the people who want to compete that are driving the price up on that one. So I believe this may be a signal that things are going to change. And Wizards, there there's another debate and another argument that I want to touch on here, and that is fetch lands. Because you, it's an elephant in the room that you can't, you can't avoid um, if you're going to be talking about accessibility in older formats and reprint equity because Wizards has told us time and time again that they are not going to reprint Fetchlands, except for earlier this year when they told us they were going to reprint Fetchlands. So they reprint them in the Secret Layer Ultimate Edition, which is $300 for five little strips of cardboard. And the scary thing is, it, that's arguably a good deal because of those particular strips of cardboard, which blows my mind. And frankly, I like it makes me a little ill because um, I believe that that is, I mean, that is price gouging. Let's call it what it is. That is just obscene. Um and that does not increase accessibility into those formats. It just makes Wizards a quick buck. Now, it might make them a lot of quick bucks. Like, business-wise, that might be a brilliant move. But the truth is, and, and people are going to continue to buy this stuff. They will. They will keep buying this stuff. But maybe the community pressure to reprint these cards is mounting enough, so maybe they're going to listen. And Wizards earlier this year, right after the Secret Layer Ultimate Edition got announced in the world exploded and all of the social medias everywhere were just crucifying wizards for that particular product. They did come out and say that they are going to reprint Fetchlands in a meaningful way. I cannot wait for Zendikar spoilers, you guys, because I suspect we may see Fetchlands in Zendikar. I'm calling it now, and I know what you're thinking. Wizards specifically said that they would never reprint Fetchlands into Standard ever again because the play experience is not what they wanted. But you know what? A year ago, they said that they were never going to be printing a Master Set. And here I am doing spoiler videos on a Master Set. So Wizards goes back on their word all the time. You know, their plans shift all the time. And now that said... I'm not even saying that necessarily is a bad thing because changing your mind, growing, shifting focus to make sure you're doing stuff that works, that all makes sense. And we're also in the middle of a freaking pandemic. So why not put a fetch land that doesn't impact the, you know, the biggest issue with fetch lands is that it impacts the playability of the physical card game. Guess what? Everybody's playing online right now anyway. So who the heck cares? It's all digital. We have all seen Fabled Passage work just fine. And actually, hats off to the Arena team, something that nobody's talked about that I absolutely love, a little feature that's in that game that I think is great. When you search up a fetch land, or when you when you crack your Fabled Passage or your Evolving Wilds, it pulls all the basic land in front of you and sorts it. So it's nice and easy to grab exactly which one you want. 
Um, same is true whenever you search a library for any particular card, it, it'll just take all of the eligible cards that you're allowed to grab given the effect that you pulled up and just sort them right there for you and even highlight them to make it nice and easy for you. Like that, those little quality of life things are great. And those little details are the reason we keep playing arena so much. Okay. A little bit, a little bit of a tangent, but as much as people love to rail on wizards for all their various decisions that they made over, over the years, I got to say the arena team crushing it. I absolutely love it. Can't get enough of it. But Will we see Fetchlands in Zendikar? Or, I mean, we're going to see them at some point later this year. I mean, are we going to see them in the Commander Legends product whenever that comes out? Maybe. Are we going to see another Secret Layer Ultimate Edition that's just the other five Fetchlands? Man, I hope not. That is going to... I would actually probably have to mop up some vomit right off my office floor if, if I see an announcement for that. But I think... There might be a shift and we might see Fetchlands in Standard. So that's a prediction that I'm willing to put out there. I Okay, you know what? I've been hedging my bets on this one. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I believe that there are going to be Fetchlands in Zendikar. I'm calling it now. Um, so when spoiler season for Zendikar comes around, let's keep an eye out. And the on spoiler day one, when they're like, oh, by the way, here's a polluted Delta, I'm going to be like, oh, freaking called it, yeah! And I'm going to be just over the moon and completely hyped for it because I can't wait to get my hands on some of those. And you better believe... Well, and here's the other thing. Hey, Wizards, if any of you guys are out there, if you haven't already... I mean, I'm assuming that the Zendikar Rising packs have already are, you know, have already been sent off to the printer or at the very least it's all planned out, ready to go. So you're probably not going to make any adjustments. So if I'm wrong about this, well, so be it. But for what it's worth... I have never bought a full booster box of magic cards in my whole life. I've received some as gifts, and they're great. I love them. Um, and I'm a big fan, and I've bought plenty of booster packs over the years, like definitely the equivalent of a, a couple boxes. If you have Fetchlands in standard, in a standard legal set, you better believe I'm pre pre-ordering a box of that stuff. Like, and, there, and I'm not alone. If you want to move standard product and you want to move it fast, give us Fetchlands. Just do it. Seriously. And prove me right. Uh, I really hope they're inside the car. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for hanging out, guys. This went some weird places, but the truth is, Force of Will brought these out because I, I, we might see Legacy have a comeback if there is enough support for it, and I think that would be really, really sweet. Um, you know, Arena doesn't have the code log at this point to support it i don't believe um just because of all the different mechanics and everything i mean that's a ton for any um you know any software company to really put together and put all in one place so that would be like that's a really tall order and i get that do i want to see it of course i do i want to see four player commander i want to see legacy i want to see all that stuff on arena of course i do but i think that's a pie in the sky dream at this point we're a couple years away from that at, at the earliest but the truth is, if they keep reprinting these things, there's a demand for it. And webcam paper magic is a thing. So maybe it's not just Commander anymore. Maybe we're going to see, like, legacy events that are done over webcams. Like, why not? I mean, I'm sure the logistics on that would be would be tricky. Um, but I don't know. I would love to see it. Like, I, I think that would absolutely be absolutely fantastic. So anyway, guys, this has been Force of Will. This card is just a this card's insane. I can't believe it's here, but it is here, and I'm excited. So thank you so much for uh, for hanging out, and I hope you have a phenomenal day, week, 
month, however long it is until I see you next, but hopefully that's not too long. And if you do want to talk to me directly, I am on Discord. There's a link in the description below to our Discord server. We talk about specific cards. We also have a big, uh, a lot of people actually over there are building custom cards right now, which if that's something that you enjoy, definitely pop in there and share some thoughts and throw some stuff around. We have a ton of fun. Um, also, I stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving me a follow and pop in sometime and say hi, I would really appreciate it. So have a wonderful day, like I said, and I will catch you guys next time.